Good morning. Welcome to Crestview Inspiration, a ministry of encouragement from Crestview Baptist Church in Canton, North Carolina. We want to share with you sweet songs of worship and an uplifting word from the scriptures. While you listen, may the spirit of grace flow from heaven into your heart and home, right where you are. Your name is healing, your name 
shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within his presence. I speak Jesus. Friend, I'm so thankful to have you listening today to the broadcast, and I will be continuing in the series on the Psalms. That worship music has been such a blessing, and uh, may we prepare our hearts for the Word of God now. During this stressful time in our nation and in this world, we must turn our eyes to the ultimate source of our hope and our help, which is the eternal God in the heavens Himself. I'm going to be spending this week and next week on Psalm 34, which is a Psalm of David. It's a beautiful Psalm written by the sweet psalmist of Israel. The context for this Psalm is the story of young David fleeing from King Saul of Israel for his life in the process of running away. He was forced to go into enemy Philistine territory to the south to keep from being caught and executed by the angry King Saul. So here in this psalm, we record his words in this worship song that he has written by the Spirit, how he cries out to God and how God hears him, God answers him, and then God delivers him. Here we see in this psalm how God moves in response to prayer. And so I've titled this message, The Power of Prayer. We want to look at how God overcomes great difficulties in our lives also through prayer. And so Psalm 34, if you would able to follow along, I'm going to read it for you. The Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no lack to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord, who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears 
and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. Through prayer, God will overcome the difficult circumstances in your life. Friend, how does God use prayer to overcome the difficult circumstances in your life? I want to give you this week seven realities and next week seven more realities that God does in response to prayer to overcome these difficulties. If there's ever a time we needed to see the power of God, it's right now in our life, in our nation, in our world. And I want to point your eyes to God through prayer and through faith today at what God can do. Number one, the first reality is through prayer, God gives your soul confidence. The psalmist writes, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boasts in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. This boasting of David's soul, this expression of worship arises out of the knowledge of God and how God responds to the prayers of his children, specifically David's prayer. David had been in severe danger and was most likely going to be killed by Ashish, the Philistine king. So David begins this ancient worship song with a declaration of confidence in God's ability to rescue and deliver him. We catch the story in 1 Samuel 21, verse 10, the details of David's flight, leaving Israel and fleeing into the city and area of Gath, which is Philistine territory. And there, David tells the account by the scriptural story of First Samuel 21 of what happened. Let me read it for you. It says, David fled that day from Saul's presence and went to King Ashish of Gath. But Ashish's servant said to him, Isn't this David, the king of the land? Don't they sing about him during the dances? Saul has killed his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. David took this to heart and became very afraid of King Ashish of Gath. So he pretended to be insane in their presence. He acted like a madman around them, scribbling on the doors of the gate and letting saliva run down his beard. Look, you can see this man is crazy, King Ashish said to his servants. Why did you bring him to me? Do I have such a shortage of crazy people that you brought this one to act crazy around me? Is this one going to come into my house? So David left Gath, and he took refuge in the cave of Adullam. This is the backdrop for the story of David's deliverance in the story of Psalm 34. So we're going to see that God did honor the prayer of David, the man of God, and God moved to deliver him. God's deliverance caused him to erupt in spontaneous praise. This boasting in, arises from the personal knowledge of who God is and the experience of personal deliverance in his own life. And this confidence calls us to experience what the psalmist experienced, supernatural deliverance through prayer and perhaps from death. 
Jeremiah 9, 23 says this. This is what the Lord says. The wise man must not boast in his wisdom. The strong man must not boast in his strength. The wealthy man must not boast in his wealth. But the one who boasts should boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am Yahweh, showing faithful love, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For I delight in these things. This is the Lord's declaration. Friend, as Paul only boasts in the grace of God, as David boasts in the Lord and his mighty deliverance, if you want to boast, then let it be upon the living God to lift up his mighty power in your life, to brag on God. You and I can have total confidence in the power of God when we come to him in prayer in the proper stance, in the proper way. The second reality is through prayer, God gives you a reason for worship. Verse 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. This confidence of the psalmist calls for others to come alongside and praise God, worship him. This supernatural deliverance from the enemy has caused David to call all the children of God to get together and worship the true and living God. He said, let us exalt his name together. Here's the call to worship to the one and only true and living God, the heavenly father, father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the only true God on the earth and in the heavens, the only God there is. All other gods are false gods. Psalm 100 declares, make a joyful shout to the Lord. All you lands, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Friend, through prayer, God gives us a reason to worship. When we see God respond to our prayers, the natural response is to praise him, to shout and glorify God for all he has done. Has God answered your prayers? Then worship him along with others who have experienced the gracious power of God to answer your prayers and to touch your life. Number three, the third reality is through prayer. God hears your desperate pleas. The Bible says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. Here in a moment of crisis, here in a moment of uh, almost certain death, if he was discovered uh, by Ashish uh, to be doing a, actually a dramatic play, he was actually creating the impression through his very giftedness, which David was extremely gifted, as if he was insane. Of course, he was not insane, but he was putting on an act to be able to survive what was almost certain death from the Philistines. He was a very skilled actor, very skilled musician, and highly skilled uh, writer, composer, we would say songwriter. Here, he says, I sought the Lord. He had no one to turn to really but the Lord. And he says, and he heard me. That's the intent of prayer. The very secret of a successful prayer life is one's desperate, searching cry to God, one's deepest heart desire to seek God. 
seek God in the quiet place, to search for God who is not very far from us. As the Apostle Paul states in Acts 17, this kind of prayer pictures the humble sinner crying out to a holy God in deep desperation. Here we see that God hears those cries and God moves from heaven to touch earth and to change things. James 5.16 says the affected fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And he goes on to say, Elijah was a man nature just like we are. And he prayed for three and a half years that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the earth. And then he prayed again. And God sent the rain. So the effective fervent prayer of a righteous person works much from the heavenlies. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. I'm reminded of what the scripture says in Acts chapter 6, quoting the apostles. When there was a ruckus in the church, they said, we must not neglect the ministry of the word and the ministry of prayer. They said, we must give ourselves continually to prayer. Through prayer, God does hear your desperate pleas. The great Methodist prayer warrior Ian Bounds says this about this searching and continual prayer. He says, this is an advance in the demand on continue. In other words, prayer is to be incessant, without intermission, earnestly, no check in desire in spirit or in action, the spirit and the life always in the attitude of prayer. The knees may not always be bent. The lips may not always be vocal with words of prayer, but the spirit is always in the act of prayer. This is the proper way to pray with a desperate cry to God. In fact, the scripture says, by severe tears and crying out to God, Jesus prayed to the Father. If Jesus, the God-man, prayed like that, how much more should we pray in the same manner? My question to you is, are you seeking the Lord in this kind of prayer? Are you remaining in a spirit of prayer? Uh, do you really believe God hears your prayers? Rest assured, friend, God will hear this kind of prayer like the psalmist, and he will answer this kind of prayer based on his promise. The fourth reality is through prayer, God removes all your fear. The psalmist writes, and delivered me from all my fears. I know many of you are afraid, and we have reason to be afraid in some respects with the COVID-19, with the riots, with the turbulence in our culture and in our nation and all that is created for us. But the Bible says, God deliver me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. Through prayer, God removes all fear. That's the fourth reality. The psalmist discovered that God really loves his children and that David experienced firsthand the love of God. He discovered how God removed all his fears, how God saved his life. And I would say to you, God loves you. He does not want you to live in fear, but he wants you to live by faith. 1 John 4, 18 says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not made perfect in love. In other words, perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. 
I'm, I'm reminded of Psalm 56.3, whenever I am afraid, I put my trust in you. The story of John Wesley, who was a tremendous preacher of the gospel, many of you may have known this uh, Wesleyan, he really, along with Whitfield, founded the modern Methodist church. Whenever he felt afraid, Wesley would just pause to pray. And he began to praise God for the fact that he was still on the throne of heaven, ruling all things well. And Wesley wrote these words, quote, I have never known more than 15 minutes of anxiety or fear. Whenever I fear, feel fear and fearful emotions overtaking me, I just close my eyes and I thank God that he is still on the throne, reigning over everything, and I take comfort in his control over all the affairs of my life. Friend, if you're afraid of the Dark Valley experiences, just remember that God's love will carry you through and God's love will remove fear. And you need not fear. How many times does the scripture say, do not be afraid because God will overcome fear. The fifth reality is through prayer, God saves you from dangerous troubles. The scripture speaks here that God moved in their behalf. The Bible says in verse 6, this poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. God moved when the psalmist prayed. God moves when the child of God prays. We see this in the scripture when King Hezekiah was about to die and God sent Isaiah to him and said, get your affairs in order. You're about to die from this sickness. And the Bible says that King Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and he began to weep. And he began to cry out to God, God, spare me. And the prophet Isaiah walked out of the palace and no sooner did he get to the bottom of the steps, the Spirit of God said to him, turn around, go back up the steps and tell him, I have heard your prayer and I'm going to give you 15 more years. Friend, God will save you. God will move when you pray. I remember the beautiful picture of the old apostle Paul who suffered so much for the church. He said, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. And this is at the end of his life, 2 Timothy 4. So that the message, that's the gospel, the good news might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. God will stand with you and save you from every evil work and preserve you to bring you safely into his heavenly kingdom. Pray and trust in him. Number six, through prayer, God camps around you. The angel of the Lord encamps around all those who fear him and delivers them. Beautiful picture. The angel of the Lord speaks often of the pre-incarnate Lord Jesus Christ. We picture Jesus hovering over his children with his angels, watching them and protecting them. We see a picture of Elisha in 2 Kings when the army came against him and his servant was scared to death. He said, listen, don't be afraid. There are more of us with us than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. When God pulled the veil back, 
There was a mighty army of flaming angels protecting him because the angel of the Lord with the heavenly army encamps around all those who fear him. Hallelujah. We can trust in God who has an invisible army surrounding us in heavenly protection. And then lastly, through prayer, God always works good for you. Verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts him. Beloved, if you will taste the Lord's goodness, if you'll taste his mercy and his forgiveness, you cannot help but exclaim the Lord is good. Bible says, for all things work together for good to those who love God and are the called according to his purpose. There's so much negativity. Uh, there's so so much incredible negative speaking in our culture. But I will say this, that God's truth is absolute truth and that his promises, if you will come and taste and see, you'll find out for yourself that God is always good. Max Lucado in his book, In the Eye of a Storm, he talks about traveling from one speaking engagement to another. He had traveled from San Antonio to Boston and had spoken at a gathering in Boston. Then he was flying to Edmonton, Canada to fulfill a speaking engagement there. When his plane landed in Minneapolis uh, and he had to change plane, he was thinking about how tired and hungry he was, how crowded the airplane had been, and how his back was aching. His mind was hurting. And try as he might, he couldn't even remember who was supposed to meet him at his destination in Canada. As he was heading to the gate to catch his next airplane, he saw McDonald's in the distance, and he thought, man, that looks good. Maybe I'll run over there and buy a hamburger, and that'll satisfy my hunger pains. Then he writes, I passed something better. I passed the telephone and decided to call home. You can tell this was some time ago. He said, I called my wife, and she answered the phone. He said, I'm convinced that when my wife gets to heaven, she's going to be at the reception desk welcoming everyone in because when she answers the phone, it makes you feel so good. He continued, I just talked with her. We settled earth-shaking issues. We talked about the weather in San Antonio versus the weather in New England. We talked about what the girls did when they went to school that day and that one of them was going to have a friend over to spend the evening. We talked about earth-shaking things like that. He said, and after I had finished talking with her, I really felt good. Then she passed the receiver over to one of my daughters who told me about her day. When she finished, she says, I love you, Dad. And he said, it felt so good to be loved. Then the phone was passed over to my next daughter, and she uh, talked to me for a while and said, I miss you, Dad. And he, he said, it felt good, so good to be missed. Then he said... They passed the phone over to my little six-month-old baby, and I talked to my baby over the phone. I cooed, and I talked baby talk, and the people passing by looked at me in strange ways. But it felt good to be cooed at. Then we hung up, and I made my way on to the next gate. He recalled, I forgot how hungry I was. I forgot how tired I was because I had called home, and that made all the difference in the world. Then he adds, maybe we all ought to call home more often. Friend, we ought to call home to heaven through heartfelt prayer and talk to our Heavenly Father every day and every hour of every day to find the love and the strength and the help and the deliverance we need when we're far from our Heavenly home. God hears and He will answer us 
in our afflictions and our difficulties. That fact, I assure you, you can count on. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, the psalmist cried out to you, and you heard, Lord, and you moved from heaven, God. We cry out to you today, move in our communities, move in our nation, move, Lord, to bring deliverance, to to bring your goodness to bear against the evil, to bring your truth to bear against the lies of Satan. And I pray on the authority of your word, God, that you would let your light of the glory of the gospel of Christ radiate to every nation and every people group on the face of this earth, and that they would all taste and see that the Lord is good, that you are faithful and you do hear prayer. And through prayer, God, you work a great and mighty work. And so we come to you humbly and asking you to work in our lives and work in our church, our community, our nation, and our world. And we'll give you all the glory. And we put our faith in you and entirely in you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So friend, God bless you. And until next week, may you remain in a spirit of prayer and watch what God will do through the power of prayer. Thank you for listening to Crestview Inspiration. May this ministry touch your heart, encourage you, and strengthen you. And may the Lord bless you in your spiritual walk this week. So on behalf of the Crestview family, we invite you back next week, Friday at 10 a.m. on WPTL as we spread the good news of Jesus.